The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> Check one two one two wiki wiki one two one two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Potterhood Podcast. I am Nico White. I'm Will Posnan. And we are here with episode twenty what? Twenty-three. Alright, now this is episode twenty-three. Now it's really supposed to be episode twenty-four, but we got a banger that we recorded before this. So we gonna tea I don't know what did you say. No, tea? that's teasing. That's teasing. That's teasing. Yeah, this calling it teasing. a banger is teasing it. Now we got a dope, dope, dope episode Very that we exciting. recorded. With dude from um, Broad Strokes Media, Justin. There we go. And we had that coming out, so we are going to release this episode before that one. So if it sounds a little wonky in the numbers, when I introduce the <laughs> next episode, it's episode 20. This is episode 23. The this one we already recorded will be episode 24. Okay. And we'll probably say that it's episode 23 at some point during episode 24. Yeah, just, <laughs> just ignore that part, okay? We holding it back just so we can have it right for you. Because we getting closer and closer to to the episode twenty five, bro. Yeah, we got to set up that big episode twenty five. Yeah, well, definitely, I have some guests in mind. You, you do too. Yeah, we'll we'll get some great people to you come understand? back for that one. We gonna we gonna get the whole squad to come back. It's gonna be a lot of microphones and a lot <laughs> of shit talking because we went over an hour, I think, with Justin, right? Yeah. So we got an hour of Harry Potter shit talk for y'all coming in the next episode, but that's not really important right now. Yeah. We here in episode 23. So, Will, I'm going to let you take the lead this time, buddy. First okay. of all, I want everybody to know that we <laughs> we recorded on a different day than usual, okay? So, if at any point you think, oh, this episode is short, that's because the schedule is different. Yeah. And we got to get out of here. Blame the calendar. Blame the calendar. <laughs> it, now, just so y'all know, they told me that it changed, but I forgot. I'm used to recording on, like, Sunday. Yeah. You know, I hate to tell you how the sausage is made, but damn, this is how the magic of the potterhood works. Yeah. But, you know, Will has a child now. Max, the greatest producer in podcast history, yeah. is trying to better himself and going to school and all that punk shit. Yeah, what's up with that? Come on, drop out. You like know? my hero cut now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to make his life better. Will's making his life better. And everybody forgot about me. You're making your life better, too. You be quiet. These fools went you and changed. You just recorded a great hour. That's making your life better. But we ain't talking about that. I'm trying to make y'all seem like the bad guys. Yeah. So I showed up like well, you're trying an to make hour late. Like the bad guys. Max is getting educated. Will's providing for his family. What a bunch of pieces of shit. What a bunch of pieces of shit because they're inconsiderate. Okay? Yeah. They're inconsiderate. <laughs> so they changed it. And then, you know, we don't send reminders out to each other. So I, just get, a, I just get a message. <laughs> Yo, I'm here. I'm like... Huh? 
I, bro, I was butt naked in bed. <laughs> like, when I saw that shit. I was really about to. I just took a shower. I was like, I'm a nap. I'm going to go to Best Buy, buy a laptop, and go play pool. Nigga, when I saw I'm here, I was like, no. But I say all that to say. Yeah. I was a little, Let's jump into the episode. I was a little distracted because right now the governor of Kentucky is pulling a Grindelwald. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's trying to stay in office for the greater good. When he was out, he was voted to leave. They said they voted for you to leave and you're still there. What a loser. (laughs) He said, look, man, votes don't mean shit. How many times we got to tell you that? You can't fire me. I'm (laughs) staying. No, at least quit. Please leave. What are you doing? But so I've been distracted by that guy trying to pull, uh, whatever, like a Mussolini over in Kentucky. No, you had it right, Grindelwald. Yeah. So, well, we start with this. Sirens okay. in the back, because I'm going to kill Max and Will. For well, you're going to love together. this. We're sorting, uh, we're going to start by sorting Mystique from your favorite uh, comic book series, the X-Men. X-Men. So, if we're, so- if we're sorting Mystique, there's only one house that you can p- put okay, Mystique in. Okay, tell me, because you know better than me. So, I'm putting Mystique in Slytherin immediately, <laughs> because Mystique is one of those people, she'll do whatever it takes to survive, right? And she's not necessarily good or evil. She's somewhere in that weird shaded gray. She's down to do whatever it takes as long as it means she's going to end up in a prosperous position. So is she like Slughorn before he met met Harry? Yes, but selfish she... Selfish Slughorn? Selfish Slughorn, but she doesn't have as many redeeming qualities. She's not a great upholstered sofa like him? Yeah, no, not at all. She's not a great upholstered sofa like he is. And the fact that I got the word upholstered out, considering my lisp, is quite impressive. Yeah, on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. It. You know what I mean? Killing these words with consonants in them, baby. No extra air wasted, no extra air needed. You hear me? Now then. <laughs> I would um I would put her in Slytherin also because when it comes to connection, she always kept herself very connected in the X Men comic books. Whether it was to people like Magneto, whether you think it was there's a wizard. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, you good. think there's a wizard that spoke parcel tongue but with a speech impediment? No, I mean not <laughs> what made me happier. It's probably a dude like me that had a lisp because they got spaces <laughs> in their teeth. Slytherin with the lisp and the snakes. The snakes don't fully respect them because they don't really <laughs> understand them. They're like, yo, are you speaking parcel tongue <laughs> or mimicking Australian us? Australian parcel tongue. <laughs> Like, yo, why are you mimicking me, bro? Like, you are you trying to patronize me right now? What's all this sissing you doing? I feel like the snakes, they pick up vibes, too. Like, the one snake immediately was like, oh, Harry's a good guy. And I feel like there's some good guy snakes that are like, oh, Voldemort's a piece of shit. There's probably some snakes that would have fought Nagini. I'm, I'm kind of shocked Harry didn't get, like, a pet. You know, like well, like a pet snake or something. Oh, pet like snake. That. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, he has Hedwig. It's like, how close would you Hedwig. be with the animal if oh, you could? Right, Hedwig. Hedwig I love people too. who Hedwig's death was the hardest for them of the whole series. Yeah. It's like, no, not the people. Yeah, fuck the, the people the, and the Dobby. Night <laughs> the night chicken. The night chicken. The night chicken. Yo, I want y'all to send hate mail to Will for calling Hedwig a night chicken. <laughs> that is pretty disrespectful. A night chicken. That but is hilarious. I interrupted you. You were you were schooling me on Mystique. So I was saying in the comic books, Mystique always kept herself around like very talented, very well-to-do people mm-hmm. because it kept her protected. It kept her connected. She always had a pulse on the world around her. And she was that, um, like in the in the cartoons that I watched with her in it, she was that dose of reality to where it's like, oh, this is bad. It's like, yeah, well, guess what, motherfucker? The world is bad. Oh, I and if I got to do the occasional bad shit to make sure I survive. She was a shapeshifter all the way through. You understand? She could okay. take on other people's like 
faces, images, and voices and all that. But she adapted to any situation that she was in. She's a bad, bad motherfucker. And when she don't have on her, um, the, the, who played her in the... Jennifer Lawrence. What's it? No, she, new... she, she sucks. Oh, the... Rebecca Romaine. Killed it. Yeah. Killed it. And was butt-ass <laughs> naked, too. Yeah. Butt-ass naked and some blue paint. Killed it. Jennifer Lawrence was trash. That wasn't your favorite. As movie. Mystique. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? She's probably a brilliant actor. I don't act as well as she does. But as Mystique, she was top-quality trash. Trash, trash, trash. So okay. um, I'm putting Mystique and Slytherin no contest. I, I agree. Or Dermstring, one of those. I, I like the Slytherin. I think that the Slytherin, it seems very apt. Mm. So, Yeah. There's a joke to be made about her skin being green and Slytherin, but I don't know what it would be. Nah, I don't even know if her <laughs> skin would go green. She like she always liked having blue skin. Yeah, you know what I mean, when she wasn't mimicking other people, her skin was blue, baby. So let's uh, let's go right into our first uh, our first quandary. Go ahead. Who is more evil, Gilderoy Lockhart or Lucius Malfoy? Two characters who both showed very little regard for the lives of children. Okay. Gilderoy Lockhart is an interesting case because he was basically a big identity thief, right? Yes. He was almost like um, Bernie Madoff of the Wizarding World, yes. almost. Where he just took advantage of everybody. He lived this lie. But you had people like Dumbledore who knew that he was living a lie and wanted to do nothing besides expose him or put him in a position where he would expose himself. Yeah. So have great strategy. Great strategy, even though the Chamber of Secrets is fucking open. Yeah, outside no, of that, almost died, but the strategy was great, Dumbledore. You know, well, when it comes to trolling, Dumbledore, what, <laughs> what's a couple kids' lives at yeah. stake? You know, what I mean, a couple petrified. Speaking babies. of trolling, oh, kindergartners are fighting a troll. Yeah, let's let that play out. For yeah, me. let that play out. You know what I mean? Dumb Dumbledore is like, if nothing else, he is a great caretaker Dude, of other people's Dumbledore children. Had seen, uh, like. Crabby and Goyle in the Fiend Fire and then to book seven, he would have been like, oh, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. <laughs> Close the door, Harry. <laughs> yeah, don't no need McGonagall to intervene. No. They'll be fine. Don't transfigure that fire in the water. They know what they're doing. But if he did that, I can't. I probably like Dumbledore more than Anyway, I'm going to save my Dumbledore slander for the next episode. Yeah, there's enough of it on there. Oh, yeah. Because on next episode, Justin from uh, Broadstrokes Media. He is a big fan of Dumbledore. He likes him a lot, and I don't like Dumbledore, so that's just more, uh, more gossip tease. for y'all. You know, more tease or tea or whatever you call it. <laughs> um, so Gilderoy, because he was willing to hurt kids directly just to keep up his image, I think he was evil, but not the type of evil that Lucius was. Because yeah. Lucius was willing to watch people get murdered in his house. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I don't think that he was ever... Um, no, actually, I take that back. I was about to say that I don't think that he was really with it. You know, like yeah. he wasn't really a fan of how Voldemort was doing his thing. But he definitely was. He wasn't a fan when he wasn't in favor anymore. Mm -hmm. That's when he didn't enjoy it anymore. He was like that Nazi who loved doing the job until yeah. he wasn't allowed to sit next to like Hitler. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's how I see Lucius Malfoy. So in that regard, he's a bit irredeemable for me. And he will 100% be a lot more evil than um, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Okay. Because for better or worse, Lockhart wasn't watching people get killed. So here's the thing with He was Malfoy. killing legacies. He wasn't. I think Malfoy was very comfortable with people dying as a result of his actions, Lucius Malfoy, especially with giving Ginny the, uh, the diary, Tom Riddle's yeah. diary. Um, when I reread uh, Order of the Phoenix, 
and there's the battle in the Department of Mysteries. I don't think Lucius Malfoy is up for killing somebody, killing a kid face to face. Like he doesn't use. I don't know if he's capable of Avada Kedavra. Mm-hmm. I think that he is fine, you know, killing somebody by proxy. Mm-hmm. Gilroy Lockhart will wipe anyone's memory anytime, including a kid. Yeah, but see, he was ready to kill Harry because in um, Chamber of Secrets, or at least in the movie anyway, he raised his wand. This is before they taught us that's about the cadaver. He raised his wand. If you go back and watch it, he said, oh, fuck. Uh, that's true. And then Dobby shot him back. So he was so pissed at Harry that he was ready to <laughs> kill, kill him. Principal's off. Right, right. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know what you've been told, buddy, but... Uh, That's true. Lucius yeah, why, is on some different shit. Why does he get soft in... Okay, so if he's not soft in the Department of Mysteries because of morality, it must be because he's intimidated. Must must be. Well, he's a, he's also around people that, like, know he's kind of pussy. Yeah, like you Bellatrix I mean? is like, kill kids, come on! And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and Bellatrix is like, nigga, you should have been in jail with the rest of us. Yeah. You should have been in jail, and you took your little cushiony ass, and you got out of it. He's a snitch. And Beltrix is also looking at him like, I'm coming for your spot. You're going to be in favor with Voldemort mm-hmm. only until I reprove. Like, Beltrix knows she's taking that spot. Of course. But wasn't Bellatrix high ranking even before that? Yeah, she was way up there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really know. Because, you know, I've read, I've read all the books and I've watched all the movies, but I can't say that I understand the exact hierarchy. But when, yeah. it was, so it was a little different when they all break out of prison, too, because initially... Uh, their hierarchy, I think, is a little more solidified mm-hmm. um, in the first Wizarding War. But then when everybody gets out of prison, it's like a Red jumble tag. at, the, to- yeah, at yeah. the top. And it's unclear if it's Snape at the top. It's unclear if it's Bellatrix. Mm-hmm. Barty Crouch Jr. is the dark horse that the others don't know about. Mm-hmm. And then there's Lucius, who they're conducting all their affairs at his mansion. So but he's almost doing that out of spite. Yes, Voldemort was like living with him out of spite because Voldemort. But he even said he was like, "You didn't come for me, crab, Goyle." Mm-hmm. And then he walked up so he said, "Not even you, Lucius." And he ripped that mask off, and he was like, "That the guy that played him in the movie did such a great job." He was like, "Yes, my lord, if I'd heard a whisper of your whereabouts, I would have." He was like, "Oh no, there were more than signs, my friend, mm-hmm. and a lot more than whispers. Like, nigga, you could have found me." I think that Voldemort knew that Lucius was wired that way before yeah. he uh, before he got ripped from his body fighting baby Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think seeing it play out, I think he used that as leverage too. I think he knew Lucius felt incredibly guilty. So he's like, I can use this to manipulate him. 100%. But I also think that it is a little bit of uh, just seeing... It's like if you saw somebody cheat on you, you're like, they... I knew that they might have been capable of it, but to see it happen. Right. So I think Voldemort was a little in his feelings whenever he was sharing the stage with Lucas. Hey, hey, man, if a, if a genocidal murder wants to be in <laughs> their feelings, I'm sure that they have a right to be, you know. But when you ally, ally yourself with that genocidal murderer, then you can't then act like you weren't a part of it anymore. True. And that's the thing about Lucius Malfoy that's really bod- that bugs me about how he was written is that there's no real justice to all the people he hurt. Not at all. There's justice for the people Bellatrix hurt because she's dead. Yes. Molly Weasley made sure of that. <laughs> Fucking Voldemort is dead, right? 
Veneer Grayback is hopefully dead. Yeah, he's dead. Or if not, he's paralyzed. <laughs> motherfucker from what Hagrid did to him. He's probably a rug on Hagrid's floor. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. How dope would that be? They skinned that nigga. They had, they had him look at one more full moon just so they could get the fur right. Dude, how many months before Fang conquers his fear of the Fenrir rug and it becomes a Fang humping rug? Hilarious. Fang. <laughs> that rug out here getting long stroked by Fang, baby. That's your that was your that was your um comeuppance, Grayback. You fucking pedophile. It's gonna give a new word meaning to Grayback. <laughs> ah, well done. Max don't say a lot, but when you speak it's always worth it. So it's one of those things for me where I look at Lucius and I go, There was nothing. He snitched the first time. Or did he snitch the first time? Yeah, he snitched. Snitched the first time. Snitched the second time. And then just walked out of everybody. And they still don't put this nigga in jail. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been in Azkaban. Yeah. He was in Azkaban that one time broke out and looked crazy. Yeah, he did not. He had a rough go of it in Azkaban. And it wasn't even like six months he was in that bitch. I mean, he's so dumb. He probably, like, he's like a rich guy that would show up to Azkaban in loafers. <laughs> <laughs> they would to, they would to put where's my head jab <laughs> sir there's none of that the dementor is just like Ugh. the dementors are grumbling like he keeps asking for foie gras like <laughs> we don't have the budget <laughs> we don't have that shit here this is a prison yo where's my house elf oh my god uh, you're you're being punished mr they, malfoy they didn't even they didn't even care that he escaped when they they <laughs> took him over to the other all right look don't forget this one all this, right y'all this guy's been so high maintenance let's make sure he escapes get him the fuck out of here it's azkaban not the four seasons <laughs> <laughs> the hilton of azkaban yeah. oh my god I, yeah, I don't know i think he's way more evil than um okay my heart though go ahead what do you think bro uh no i would lean towards malfoy because Lockhart seems like he won't kill anybody. Even He has like a big mental block on that, even though he's basically doing it. I don't understand that either. It's like, to me, the Dementor's kiss, worse than death, clearly. Mm-hmm. Getting your memory lost, like mm-hmm. what happens to Lockhart is worse than death. Mm-hmm. Even though they say like Lockhart in St. Mungo's was happy whenever he would get fan mail, mm-hmm. he would feel very happy all day. Oh, he's still in St. Mungo's? Yeah, but he's like kind of enjoying St. Mungo's. Well, damn. How crazy is his power at the Obliviation spell? Because I thought that shit was temporary. No. No, because remember when he's writing his books, when Lockhart's writing his books, he's taking like these wizard explorers and wiping their memories clean for forever so that he can write the book and claim their accomplishments. But then how does he then get the memory? So basically... He would interview these people oh. by going, oh, I'll interview you. Mm-hmm. I'll be the first guy to interview you. And then he'd wipe your memory. So clean. he went full, like, Rita Skeeter. So, yeah. But again, all right, so here's the thing about Lockhart is that if that's the case, then did no one else know about these wizards? Because if he knew about them to interview them, that means yeah. they well, had to like, assist famous. them, too, on their mission. So he would go, oh, you're trying to do research on like an Amazonian basilisk. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll show up and I'll help you. I'll do filing. I'll do that stuff. And then the moment you find it or discover it, then he wipes your memory clean. Got and it. Writes a book about how he discovered it. Got it. That is a much better description. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I about to say that's a hell of a plot hole. It's pretty evil too. Well, it's evil because similar to um, like <coughs> Lucius did things that would end up getting you killed, but but it was one of those things with Lockhart. You didn't die, 
but he basically killed who you thought you were. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's almost it's almost like being buried while you're alive. It's almost crueler yeah. than just killing somebody. So now I understand a little bit more why you put those same two in the same category. Because for all intents and purposes, at first I was like, oh, I don't think they belong. They're both not killers, mm-hmm. but they're both very adjacent to it. I, I think Lucius is a killer. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people dead either on his orders. You think he has a straight up murder though? Yeah. Yeah, probably one. Because he wasn't a bad duelist, I don't think either. No, I heard he was like a decently powerful motherfucker. Yeah, you know, that's another thing too that they never really did a lot enough of for me. There was never enough Draco versus Lucius. Yeah, you know, like there was never that one moment that I think would have redeemed Draco where he just finally went like, "No, you want Draco standing up to his dad?" Just a little bit, like maybe even after the story. Like, yeah. I would love to read where Draco cursed him out for everything. What if, uh, well, the thing is, so in the original series, mm-hmm. Draco is never a hero. He yeah. never does anything heroic. Right. He has his morality redeemed it a little. Mm-hmm. And in the end where, you know, he he has the aspect of him where he's like going to murder Dumbledore. He has that plot redeemed by the fact that he establishes himself as not a killer. Yeah. But he's never really heroic. Right, but then he's heroic in Cursed Child. So either he learned that in a valid way in the meantime, or you could say that it is in canon that Draco is not heroic and that Cursed right. Child goes runs contrary to that. True. I don't. It's not necessarily that he's heroic, but I, I don't want him to be heroic. It was like I wanted him to identify that part of himself that mm-hmm. made him different from his father. Yes. Because his father was a coward, and Draco got a little bit of that coward in him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, because his father never really had... Like, Narcissista is probably the best written Malfoy for me. Yeah. Because she don't... She seemed like she don't really give a fuck about none of that shit. Like, all right, all right cool. Like family. Right. She just likes family. Yeah. She, she the, um, she's the bitch that's with the mobster that exactly. smokes the long cigarette. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And she don't really get it. She's she, like Elvie from um, Scarface. She's the woman who's married to the mobster, but mm-hmm. is trying to like bribe people so that her kid can go to Harvard. There you go. Yeah. There you go. She's in it for like she might even been with the wild shit. Like yeah. when you watch um certain shows and the gangster's wife, she was the coke head, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she had a kid, she stopped all that shit mm-hmm. and realized like this was all pretty um this Shallow. is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. And now, oh, okay, now this motherfucker with no eyes and slits for nose is going to stay in my house. How could you be comfortable as a lady with a family with Voldemort in your house? You know what must Murdering be- bitches at your dinner table. You just made me feel so much empathy for Lucius because I know as a married dude that when your wife is unhappy with the guest in your house. Hilarious. She's going to use you as a go-between. Mm-hmm. So Lucius is just hearing from his wife, no, Voldemort won't put anything on a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to go. And, and, and you know, he can make shit float. <laughs> he can fly. There's rings use on this, the coaster. This table is worth more than the Weasleys' entire fortune. It's like, yeah, of course. They just bring up the Weasleys all the time when they're at home by themselves. That's something else that didn't happen enough of. <laughs> Arthur didn't have any, like, like good revenge yeah. on Lucius. You know what I mean? He didn't punch him or curse this motherfucker. Yeah. <sighs> what was Arthur doing in the final wizarding battle? 
That's you know that's a good question. I think he was fighting because yeah, he had been fighting with like Kingsley and Lupin and all them. I don't know where he was in the Great Hall fight. He didn't put up numbers. No, I think he was like uh, up on a bridge, keeping them keeping them from getting across, or he's like gotcha. he was sniping people from up high. Gotcha. I mean, <laughs> shit, he ain't die. No, you know it, it, he must be somewhere. We gotta do like a power scaling thing. Yeah, but. I don't know, man. He must have been decently powerful because he ain't died. He ain't seem to have like any ex existential, not existential, um, like extravagant wounds on him or anything. Arthur's like tough, that. man. He survived Nagini too. Yeah, yeah. I I'd kill that snake. Fuck that. <laughs> what is Nagini made out of that he couldn't kill it? That's true. I don't know. I think maybe he's just like Nagini's just really agile and shifty and stuff. But... Well, that shit would have been agile and shifty on fire. Yeah. Well, because fuck that. I ain't about to have a whole magic wand and get my ass whooped by a snake. Wouldn't it be yeah. because she's a, a horcrux that gives her some other level of protection? I'd never heard of that. I'd well, never heard of that. The locket in is really hard for them to destroy. Yeah, they need like, like Jasper's veins like, and dodges the them. sword of Gryffindor. Okay, fair enough. Fair she, enough. She I'm gonna have y'all yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> But however, I mean, however agile Nagini was, she couldn't have been that agile because the worst Quidditch player in Hogwarts history nails her right in the throat with the sword of Gryffindor. Yeah, I'm just saying, Arthur might be a little doughy. I think that's what got him there. That's true. I think she caught that. It's because it's perfect in the movie where that motherfucker just standing there looking all peaceful. Then he turned around like, (laughs) and that first jab, he probably just lost his wand. Yeah. He probably lost his wand. He was reaching for a flashlight. Right. (laughs) Right. He like, what is that noise? I just got a flashlight from the muggles. Yeah, he bought it off eBay. He was so excited to use it. Hilarious. Something dangerous. Way, way dangerous thing I need to. Hold hold it, uh, Voldemort Snake. Just let me get my flashlight and I'll be right with you. So uh, we got, we got, so we talked about Gilderoy Lockhart. We got two more. Defense Against the Dark Arts Teachers and Duel or Die this week. All right. Duel or Die. Who we Two of your all-time favorite characters. All right. Okay. So. Lupin. Lupin. Remus Lupin. Mm-hmm. And Barty Crouch Jr. Okay. So Duel or Die. All right. I'm going to let you start on this one, bro. Who you got? Tell okay. me why. So first, I want to go with, I want to say the most impressive dueling moment each one had. So okay. for Barty Crouch Jr., it's, cl- it's clearly getting old Mad-Eye Mooney. Mm-hmm. Past his prime Mad-Eye Mooney, that's his best dueling moment. Mm-hmm. Unless you, I mean, torturing the long bottoms with Bellatrix. No, yeah, but say. that's too many people. But you also yeah. got to remember that they got Mooney, but let's put that in quotes because it was a disembodied Voldemort. Oh, uh, Barty Crouch Jr., Pettigrew, and Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, on an old man with no, with one <laughs> missing leg. Like, could you imagine being Mad Eye Moody? You're already paranoid. Right? Yeah. Now you in the house. You, cause when you're in your house, you're comfortable. So he probably got his leg on the thing and hopping around trying to get his coffee made so he could put it in his flask. He getting ready to go to Hogwarts. Then you, you probably don't hear a knock at the door. You know what I'm saying? They had to think of another way to come in. Here's what I think happened. Okay, shoot. I think that uh, Mad Eye Moody he he gets a vague vibe that something's going on, mm-hmm. and he immediately sends a message. To Dumbledore mm-hmm. and is like, uh, Dumbledore, I think that uh, Barty Crouch Jr. 
Peter Pettigrew and the ghost of Voldemort are outside my door. Like, hyper-specific exactly what's happening. Yeah. And Dumbledore reads the note and goes like, it's probably what's happening, but let's let it happen. Let's let let's let it happen, bro. I holla at you, Moody. See it, see it, see it, school, bro. <laughs> well, the thing about it is that because Moody has that eye, right? Yeah. So Moody can see through doors. He can see through invisibility cloaks. He can see through all that shit. Yeah. So it's just like, how did they sneak up on him? Yeah, I don't. Um, well, because I know Barty it was Crouch, those four. So Barty Crouch Jr. did. Uh, you remember Bethilda Bagshot, I think her name mm-hmm. was? It was the lady who worked at the ministry who knew about Barty Crouch Jr.? Mm-hmm. I think they, I think Rowling said that they used her as like a decoy. They brought her mm-hmm. and everyone else was under the invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. And then Moody was like, okay, I'll, I haven't seen this lady in a while. I know her. He's like, hey, bitch. Moody, <laughs> he was going to get some buzzy. Moody was like, hey, girl, come on in here. Hold on, don't mind my leg. I keep it on the table. Hippie Wish can <laughs> correct me on this, but I think I'm right that this is how they got her. They used Bethilda Backshot. Not, maybe it's not. Hippie Witch, I just want you to know this is like the third or fourth time we've <laughs> referenced you. So, And she listens every week, God yeah. bless her soul. So when you listen to this, go back and fact check us. She's our fact checker. And let, let us know, un, unofficial fact checker. You know what I mean? Because if we made it official, we'd have to pay you. And don't nobody <laughs> can pay you for this podcast. <laughs> but let us know if, if Will is right. Remember, this is a Will fact, y'all. Okay? This is not me. If I Will's think I'm wrong, right about this. Will's, Will's wrong. He's might, right, then I'm right. I might be. Okay. I might be right about or wrong about the name. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Bethilda Bagshot was that lady from the ministry or like some lady that wrote a history of Hogwarts book or something. It could be either of them. I, it might be either of them. But I know there's. But I know the name Bethilda Backshot. So there's a lady at the ministry that got uh, tortured by Voldemort, mm-hmm. like when he was in Bulgaria, mm-hmm. and but like still was kind of okay. And they use her as a decoy. And they mentioned at the beginning of Goblet of Fire that she's gone missing. And there's like a big thing of like she went missing. What happened to her? Gotcha. And that was. Okay. Well, it, it makes it makes old Moody look very good. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, he was still a great wizard. I mean, remember at, in the Seven Harrys, mm-hmm. he's the lead. He's the leader of that whole mission. True. And but again, like it's just one of those things with him where it's like it's so sad is that we never got him being him. We never really got to see nah. where his power was because Dolahov, nigga, Dolahov <laughs> came to play. Dolahov knocked him out and knock his eye out. Bellatrix, too. Bellatrix went out of Azkaban. It was like she was at the spa for seven years. She was like, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. She was like, all right, thank y'all. I appreciate everything. Let's get back to killing these motherfuckers. Come on, y'all. She was just in the penalty box. She was like, okay, I'm out of timeout. Okay, let's move. I'm out of timeout. All right, y'all. So what's the most impressive duel Lupin's ever in? (sighs) That's a a really good question. He's at the Battle of the Ministry, He's at the Battle of the Ministry. But protecting kids, doing a good job, even after Sirius dies, he's clearly he's putting up. He kept a lot more composure than um, Harry did, which shocked me. For sure, I was actually very shocked at how much composure he kept up. I I forget who he dueled directly, but you never heard of him like taking any losses. You know what I mean? Up until he died. And again, I'm so sorry that it happened off screen. But if I had to put the two against each other, right? No, again, I had you going first. You t- you tell me who's winning um, in your mind. I'm going to lead towards Barty Crouch Jr. Because uh-huh. I just think that uh, Lupin, his vibe is always that he's less confident in himself as a dueler compared to Snape, compared to uh, 
compared to serious like these people but see that's the thing about Lupin with Lupin seemed like he had that one side of him though that unlike Snape unlike well kind of like Snape yeah it seemed like he'd kill you I don't know why maybe it's yeah. from the actor that played uh, cause wasn't it Lupin that had was it Lupin or Kingsley I remember somebody having a bit of a problem with Harry using Expelliarmus because it's like uh, they trying to kill us dog yeah I think that was Lupin I think that was Lupin too yeah. so for that reason I'm gonna go with Lupin now don't get me wrong Barty Crouch Jr. is a bad motherfucker and my favorite defense against the dark arts teacher right <laughs> cause he's willing to, he's willing to go straight to the trigger and kill you yeah. with a vodka cadaver. But I also think Lupin has that too. And Lupin was very much ready to kill Peter Pettigrew. Barty Crouch Jr. though was a sniper. Like Lupin, well, I guess none of them, none of them are able to hit Pettigrew when he turns into a mask. But like Barty Crouch Jr. is doing the Imperius on Victor Crumb from the other side of the maze in the Triwizard Cup. True, true, true. But He's just you, a sniper. Do you think that has anything to do with like Moody's eye? Oh, uh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? That's a lot of Moody's equipment. Oh. You might be able to get a spell off by pointing your wand in that direction, but he was—he had the foresight of being able to see through it. Other side of that, would you rather fight uh, Lupin as a werewolf or a wizard? I'd rather fight Lupin as a werewolf because I'd kill that nigga in one shot. Yeah. Straight a vodka cadaver or a certain Silver bullets. Just pull a gun out. Yeah. Well, nah, not even. Shit. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to fuck werewolves, you know? <laughs> if you... If you guys have probably never met Will Posner, but he's also part werewolf. I'm, I'm a hairy person. You know what I'm it's it's ridiculous. Like it's absolutely <laughs> it's not ridiculous. It's ridiculous. there are far hairier people. I'm it's like a goddamn Geico caveman. I'm sitting next to <laughs> here in this podcast. Anyhow, I would go with fun. I'm gonna pick Lupin <laughs> on this one. To the folks that listen to this episode, message us and let us know who you would pick in the fight between Lupin and Barty Crouch Jr. I'm yeah. interested. And tell me why. Don't just tell me you think I'll win. Tell me why. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know that too. Send me that on um, Instagram at NicoWhite93. That's at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. So in other Harry Potter news, Shoot. Uh, Hugh Hefner's son married the actress who played Pansy Parkinson in the mm. movies, which is the most well, Slytherin thing ever. Some people have all the fucking luck. <laughs> you were trying to marry Hugh Hefner's son? No. Or Pansy Parkinson? <laughs> I've married Pansy Parkinson. You, you want to marry into the, in the Hefner family too, though, or no? No, nah, I'm good, dog. I, you know, hey, bro. <laughs> it is like the most Slytherin family in, Amer- in, like, in America. I, I'll tell you one thing. Um, R. Kelly had put out a song called I Admit, right? Yeah, he, when? This is like a year ago. Oh, shit. So he admitted to, um, you know, his shit. He... But he doesn't admit to the bad shit. Yeah. But he says, um, he says, um, you know, people down him for being how he is. He said, but everybody loves Hugh Hefner. Yes. Yeah. Went all over the world, had a million girls. We gonna always love Hugh Hefner. <laughs> so as far as R. Kelly is concerned, R. Kelly thinks people like Hugh Hefner are sim- similar to him. And I ain't here to start no shit. But uh, <clears throat> so this this episode of the. Uh, <laughs> That shit was written by Rita Skeeter, that R. Kelly song. Because <laughs> he basically said he has the same sentence. So, uh, I mean, I won't go he's not time. fully wrong in he's that a- there's accusations against Hugh Hefner of mm-hmm. statutory rape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in an era where that wasn't as uh, taken as seriously as it is now. Mm-hmm. And I think we're right now 
compared to back then, I think they were wrong to be as lax about that. Of course. Very now, heavy having, stuff for having that. Having said all that, for yeah. that reason, that's the reason why I would avoid the Hefner family. Okay. <laughs> I don't uh, want no parts of that shit. That's I would I'm also saying. avoid the Parkinson family. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. They, Just because the, the last name makes me shake. She was into Malfoy for the wrong reasons. And the, but it, So the question is, uh, what if Hugh Hefner was a wizard? Oh, if Hugh Hefner was a wizard, what's like, what's his life like? The same. He's yeah. the, he's the wizard, like head wizard of the pleasure district, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he would just sell whores. I feel like it would be the exact same. He would have all types of magical enchantments, and Cornelius Oswald Fudge would be his best friend. That's hilarious. They he would be close with Fudge. Yeah, I feel like Fudge would be in that shit every Sunday, dancing <laughs> his ass off. Just talking about Dumbledore's trying to take my job, but he'll never take my bitches. Ain't that right, ladies? <laughs> yeah, all the horse are like, can you? He talks about Dumbledore so, so much. much. Like you got a crush or some shit? Yeah. And Dumbledore at the other one with uh, <laughs> Dumbledore's been the gay one. Yeah, uh-huh. just like all the, all the. He's like he talks about Gridwald. He's never mentioned Fudge. He's never mentioned Fudge. What the fuck is Fudge talking about? He keeps making me wear these triangle earrings when I fuck Dumbledore. <laughs> He's making male uh, horse wear Deathly Hollow series. Dumb, Dumbledore over at the other one, fucking fabulous as hell too, and got, in a new embroidered robe. Dude, he's got all the the male horse about, looking like Luna's dad. It's something about them goddamn embroidered robes. <laughs> well, you, I think you, you're uh, jealous of the embroidered robe. You I, oh, I'm jealous style. of the embroidered robe, embroidered on um, robe. Dumbledore, yeah. uh, he killed it in the embroidered robe game. Phenomenal dress. I'm, I'm gonna get me one of them robes when I'm when I'm famous, nigga. My, matter of fact, I'm not. Even, I'm not. I'm not even gonna wait till I'm famous. If there's any Potterhood fans that like me enough to get me an embroidered robe, yeah. I want NW embroidered on a Dumbledore style robe. Now I'm six feet three inches tall, and I'm I got a skinny build, so I wear a medium, but my my arms are long. So uh, if anybody yeah, listening to this knows how to make that type of stuff, you'll give them free me. tickets when you go to their city. If, yeah, uh, if, they, 100%. if they give you a robe, yeah, yeah. if you give me a robe, I'll make sure you come whatever show I'm in in your city for free, or if you come to my city for free, or if you come to the city that I'm going to be in, free. Just let anyway. me know. All yeah, right? put it out there to y'all. And you want a Dumbledore robe? You don't want more of a Salazar Slytherin? I style want robe. a Dumbledore robe. Okay, with so the embroidery or burgundy? Burgundy, yeah, the first Dumbledore. Yeah, okay. the first Dumbledore, not that off powder blue shit. Okay, that the more quiet Dumbledore have. Fuck that. I want the full <laughs> regalia and and sew me a beard too. <laughs> I'm just playing about that, but yeah. So that's why I think you have to know it be like. Yeah, if he was. Um, I think he, I think he's in Bulgaria with Vilas. I think that's part oh, of it. Okay. I think that Whole he bunch has. Of de la cures <laughs> I think that, uh, I think that Rita Skeeter writes a thing about him that bums everybody out, and then they realize it's true. Yeah, they go like, "Oh, actually, Hugh Hefner's. Uh, yeah, we like this guy too much. He's kind of a bad guy." Yeah, yeah. But oh. he'd probably be similar to um his life now. He'd be dead, so all your criticism <laughs> wouldn't really matter. You let it go when it was important. That's true. This, he would have his chocolate frog renounced. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but people to have it would still have it. It'd be a collector's item. <laughs> now, to our lovely listeners of the Podhood Podcast, we've reached a point to where we are going to sort our second and final person. This episode is a little shorter than the others, but that's only because... It's on a Wednesday. It's on a Wednesday. And we have schedules and shows. Otherwise, I'd be here for an hour. For episode 20, not the episode that you're going to hear after this, but episode 25, that'll be a nice long one. 
we'll get back into the swing of things like we should. So, Brother Will, who are we starting last? Storm. Storm from the X-Men. I'm going to let you start. Okay. So, I know that Storm, uh, she's she's very intelligent. Yes, very much I so. know that she ends up being the queen of Wakanda in some mm-hmm. universe of Marvel. Yep. Um, so... To me, Wakanda is like the most Ravenclaw place I've ever heard of. Okay. Like, they know how to make everything and do everything. Mm -hmm. They don't love telling other people the stuff they've invented. Mm -hmm. These are all very Ravenclaw things to me. I'm going to put her in Ravenclaw. Wow. That was dope. Okay. (laughs) I I, I agree with you that she's in Ravenclaw. Um, I I had an argument to make for Gryffindor. I even had an argument to make for Hufflepuff. But I'm going to go with Ravenclaw for A, her intelligence. B, she's very loyal. She's astonishingly loyal. You know yeah. what I mean? But to her, pl- her clan, like to her people over there in Africa, to the Wakandans, to the X-Men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's very powerful. She can adapt to a lot, a lot of different things. She has, you could never even have a storyline where she was like on the fence. She's very, oh, she's very on the side of good always. She, very, She's very, um, uh, I about to say chaotic, but not chaotic. She's not neutral. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's not neutral at all. So for She's that, principled. Principled. There you yeah. go. So for that reason, for her principles, for her drive, I'm putting her in Ravenclaw. No contest. Okay. Folks, we made it. This is episode 23. Really 24. But episode <laughs> 23 of the Potterhood Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Now then, you can find me on Instagram at NicoWhite93. That's at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. On Instagram, check out my website, nikowhite.com. It's N E K O W H I T E. That's I'm updating the site again soon because it's been a crazy last couple of weeks. But thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Will, where can they find you? You can find me at Will Posnan, W I L L P O Z N A N. And uh, I'm doing a college November 17th. I don't know where, but hey. it'll be on my Instagram. I don't know where off the top of my head I should, but uh, I'll. Put that show on my Instagram. If that's your college, please come to it and say hi. There you go. And Maxie, what can they do with you? They can find me at uh, Max school. Marcus Comedy, and that's school. Uh, M-A-X, <laughs> M-A-R-C-U-S, Comedy. M-A-X, M-A-R-C-U-S, Comedy. On Instagram. And I have shows I'm coming up on, and then a monthly show, which is down in the Lower East Side. I'll be posting about that soon. And there you have it. We are the Potterhood Podcast. I'm Nico White. I'm Will Mischief Managed. <laughs>